welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. Hi, community. This is Parker. Have you registered for Mobile Tech Expo? We hope to see you there on the community stage doing episodes or at the community pub at five on Friday after the show. Register at mobiletechexpo.com and save 15% by using the code PINTS. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Real Talk. Uh, my name is Marshall Hill. I'm with Total Auto Solutions. You can find me at Total Auto Solutions on most platforms. If you want to do it to duet with me and Greg. We'd happy to do it with you on TikTok. You can find me at Detail Supply App uh, or shoot me a text, 918-800-1188. I have Nick with Vegas Rides here with me. You can reach out and find Nick at Vegas.Rides on most platforms or Nick at Vegas Rides if you want to send him an email. Uh, Greg, uh, thank you so much, man. I, I can't... Uh, I can't tell you, it's super excited to, to get down and sit and talk to you with you. You know, the first time that you and I met uh, was at uh, a SEMA event. And I, I've put on SEMA events for a couple of times. I, I've, people have come in and, you know, I'm, I'm from Oklahoma. We've, we've lived in a bubble. You know, some people didn't even know we were around. They just kept flying over us. So, you know, I, I haven't really known a whole lot of people. And, and when somebody introduced you to me and they, they kind of said what you did, I was like, okay, that's super cool. You know, I... I could tell you got a lot of energy. You got a lot of excitement to you. And so I just want to say, man, I'm really excited about getting to understand who Greg is uh, and get to understand your story. But let me throw out your handles real quick. Uh, Chief Creative Designer at Masterson Car Care. You can find him on Facebook at Masterson's Car Care or TikTok at Masterson's Car Care. Instagram, Masterson's Wax. Uh, YouTube, Masterson's Car Care. Uh, Greg, man, I just want to first say... Uh, you know, please tell us your story. Who were you? Where did you grow up? You know, I, you know, give us a little bit of info of, of who Greg Masterson is. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you very much, Marty, uh, for inviting me on the show. I, I think it's really cool. And, you know, I was at your uh, SEMA event for the Pints and Podcasts. Pints That's and when I actually, watch. Well, I'm going to get something so we can keep this going. Oh, uh, do you got a pint glass? I think he's got a pint glass. <laughs> no, oh. but I got a hat. Oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah, awesome. And I got some stickers. So you know what's up. That's I'm great, man. So, you know, that's uh that's that's pretty cool uh that uh that you know we've met before uh on the uh pints and podcast action. Definitely, man. Great, great event. I thought it was one of the coolest events. I met a lot of cool people at that event, and that's what's cool about detailing. So I'll tell you a little bit a, a little bit about me, just so everybody else is watching knows a little about me. Now my name's Greg Masterson, as Marty was saying, and you know. I, my thing is I just love cars. I grew up in California, I'm born and raised in Southern California, and I just love cars. I grew up my whole life just loving cars, motorcycles, anything with a motor. What was your first wheels. car? Uh, my first car was a 1998 Mustang GT, which I still have that car. Mm. So it's kind of, so it's kind of cool that So like, 98, what, let's see, I think 95, was it 95 or 96, they moved the headlights to vertical. Yeah, that was 90, 94 to 98 was that like rounder body style. Yeah. Well, for a while they were all horizontal and then it moved up. I just know, 
Uh, I got in a wreck my senior year, and the only time I got to drive a Mustang, like a brand new car, was a lady <laughs> that hit me. Her son was the GM at the uh, Ford place, and so I got to drive a brand new, you know, it was in 96, and I, it was one of those GT. For me, it was fast, yeah. right? I, yeah. I was riding around in a Chevy S10. So, <laughs> so to get to drive a, you know, a brand new Mustang GT, I, and I remember at some point they had moved the headlights, you know, or the taillights from horizontal to vertical, and that was, yeah. that was a big part of when they changed that body style yeah yeah this was like the first year of that body style and then i, I got that car and and uh you know the, i still have the car the cool thing about that car is that it's manual transmission no abs no traction control yeah. so it's like super raw it's really fun to drive it's really light you know you can just do burnouts donuts like anytime you want <laughs> super cool and then i put a supercharger on it and we, we grafted in like irs i've done a lot of stuff but um auto detailing i got into auto detailing really because i just wanted to have the cleanest car around you know and my family actually manufactures chemicals like large um large production chemicals for like uh industrial cleaners like home cleaners uh stuff like that in large industrial applications you and say so your family you mean like your, your mom and dad or what do you mean yeah like my grandfather actually started making and making chemicals and then my father just took it over and we oh. started doing it over that way. And so oh, that's super cool. That's pretty cool. So yeah. we also make a lot of detailing chemicals, right? Like car wash shampoos, um, uh, polishes, all that other stuff. Because it, the cool thing about chemicals is it's like cooking, right? So a good chef can make anything, right? He, he can take uh, um, he, a good chef, like my favorite chef, Gordon Ramsay, you know, like uh, uh, Gordon Ramsay can make Asian, can make European, can make American food, right? Because he has all the ingredients. Well, chemicals are kind of the same way, you know, you're making uh, cleaners and degreasers for like aerospace or like industrial. It's very easily done to transition that same type of application over to automotive, okay? Yeah. And so I love doing automotive. So I wanted to start releasing some more automotive type of chemicals. And uh, we did that through Masterson's Car Care. And I've actually worked for a long time actually doing consulting for other companies. Like a lot of people know me from Chemical Guys videos because I did uh, marketing and consulting for Chemical Guys and did a lot of YouTube videos and advertisement. My, one, my greatest passion um, is making and selling products. I love doing it. I love making videos and advertisements and marketing. It's, it's the most fun thing. You get to be on TikTok all day. You get to uh, be on YouTube all day. You get to interact. So with are you, are you always known as the guy who built chemical guys? Is that, is that sort of your, your name in the industry? A lot of people connect that to me uh, through other things, but I did consulting with chemical guys also designed a lot of products. That's what I also do in Masterson's is we design new products for the industry. Detailing is a, is a, um, uh, the best way to describe it is a growing industry. It's always evolving. You know, um, 10 years ago, people would be like ceramics. What, what's that? You know, and we didn't know about that, but because we evolved so much, new applications need to be created. So people like me and other people in the industry that work for other companies, we have to design new products to meet those new application needs. Like, I'll give you an example. Um, right now with the COVID-19 crisis, a huge need for um, disinfectant cleaners for cars became a, a, a desired. We, this need had no, had no um, desire five years ago. People were like disinfecting cars, like, oh, we just clean it, right? Nobody's really in your car. But then the COVID happened and everybody's ideas changed on the products. And somebody actually walked into my store right when the COVID happened. We run, I work actually, my office is at our Anaheim store. And we actually all talked, we can talk a little bit about later about Masterson stores. We're opening them around the globe. We just, we're opening another one in Miami real soon. And uh, someone walked in my door and 
their wife had wiped down their whole brand new 2019 Cayenne Porsche, turbo Porsche, <laughs> and with um, Lysol, sprayed the whole interior down. And it like melted a lot of the plastic and it stained, it stained a lot of stuff, right? They were gonna have to replace everything. And I thought, man, dude, if this lady did it, if this lady did it, someone else is gonna do it. It's a common problem. It's just gonna repeat itself over and over again. So what do we do? We actually developed a brand new type of product that was a disinfectant product that we engineered from the ground up to work on interior surfaces. And it would kill uh, viruses, germs, bacteria, everything would just kill it. But it's safe on the plastics and the vinyl and all the interior stuff. So we made this oh, product. Greg, did you did you get an EPA number for that? Uh, it uses an EPA regulated product inside of that because there's an EPA, um, there's a lot, when the COVID came out, there was only like a few EPA regulated chemicals that were certified to kill the COVID. And right now there's only actually like one or two like certified with the EPA, but these chemicals kill things like flu A, flu B, um, uh, household germs, they kill a variety of it and it's gonna act in the same way. And that chemical that is designed to work on the ingredient that's designed to kill viruses and germs, you can't use it by itself. Because you use it by itself, you spray it on the car, it's going to jack up the car, it's going to stain everything. So we had to blend that in to an emulsion, a sprayable emulsion that also cleans, but disinfects at the same time. So we, the way we were testing it out a lot, on a lot was on keyboards. I got this really sensitive Apple keyboard and it gets dirty with hand grease and everything. And it starts to look kind of black because it's white. So we use that, it cleans off the keyboard, makes it white again, but it disinfected at the same time. So uh, stuff like this works out. We made this just for the COVID. A lot of other companies are coming out now, but people early on had to think of that. And that's why I work with the industry and I work with other companies to develop new products of that sort. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that's really interesting. You mentioned that. I don't think that there's people that really understand that I guess brands can take stuff from other things. And like you said, as a cook in the kitchen, you know, Hey, I'm going to borrow this from somebody and kind of redo it to make this. And I would say that there's a lot of detailers that don't understand that there's brands all across the country that do that on a regular basis. Yes. Yes. It, Cause you're, you're pulling protection and detailing. Detailing is not just an automotive base. It actually goes like uh, multi-sectors, aerospace. Um, it also goes to marine application. It's it's a huge variety of different. Oh yeah, it is. But I also mean that they don't really openly, the brands don't really openly say that they do it either. And so detailers yeah. don't really know that it's going on. So that's why it's, it's, I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'll give you one example. We make a product, it's called our shield paint sealant. Now the shield paint sealant, we actually originally designed for an aerospace company to use on their jets and their aircrafts. And this, we designed this product many years ago for the aerospace industry for them to apply on jets. This was like well before ceramic coatings and all this other stuff. And I, I think right now ceramic coatings are still not even really used in aerospace yet because aerospace, they're very, very specific on what you can use and what you can't use on an airplane. If anybody's ever yep. detailed an airplane, there's all these really just intricate stuff. And yeah. they're really picky about what you do on the airplane, what you touch, what you detail. There's like a little sensor on the airplane that reads like airspeed. And if you're cleaning it and that little sensor gets clogged, it could cause like the plane to crash. So it really expensive problem if you mess up like that. And so we developed this product, right? And it was for the aerospace to go on the jets and it uses... Um, uh, PTFE, which is like a base off Teflon to uh, coat the airplane. And the, what was cool about this product was that 
it, it's very heat resistant. That's the reason why we made it is because planes could go on like, take off in Las Vegas, like hundred degrees and then they fly up and it's like super cold and it has to be able to resist hot cold changes. And so we thought, dude, this would be great on cars. Let's just change this product, make it, we'll evolve the product, use a base, change it to make it work on automobile application. And we did. And the product is one of our best-selling products. It protects the car for one year and it works great in heat. And we sell a lot of it in the Middle East because you can't wax a car in the Middle East because in Dubai, it gets like crazy hot and it'll just literally like kind of melt off or dissolve away over time, the interior solvents of the wax itself. Yeah, that's like I said, it's super cool to know. So yeah, you, I know. you mentioned a couple of <laughs> times you um you were a cont or you were a, a what'd you say not a contractor a, a consultant 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 yeah. Consultant. So I like it. Like I said, I mean, I haven't known your story. I didn't. I just heard you worked with you worked for them. You built their brand. Yeah. Uh, what was it like? You know, I guess the difference in consulting versus you know, and then, but walk me through. You know how how did you build that brand so well? To, to grow them so large. Okay. Uh, what yeah, were okay. some of those early things in marketing that you did? So marketing is interesting because like detailing, marketing evolves. We weren't, um, we weren't doing the same type of marketing that we are. Absolutely not. Before, you, right? what, I mean, what I think you guys transformed was the foam cannon. Uh, the foam, right? the foam. I mean, those foam cannon videos and especially with the girl and you'd be spraying the girl or, you know, they're being yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, those videos were, were pretty dominant. Yeah, it's great. It, it, it's, it's just all about marketing and, and being different. The best thing about marketing I recommend is being different. And everybody wants to be the same right? you know, on their company. They're like, I want to do what the other guys are doing. I want to follow the Joneses. Really in marketing, you got to just go completely different and sometimes go way on the other side of what everybody was doing. At that time, nobody was doing YouTube videos. Very few people were doing like social media marketing. Back, back when this was going on, people were start, still trying to buy billboards. Like nobody looks at billboards anymore, but they were still stuck on the billboards. And so we went a completely different approach and we went direct online, hardcore social media marketing, all just all social media as much as we could. And that so when really, you say we, I mean, was that you as the person in charge? Who, I, I mean, walk me through uh, that. You know, a company, you need a big old team. So I was, I was consulting for chemical guys at that time and I instructed to do that. And a lot of us, the other consultants that were working with the company also agreed. And any other company, a lot of companies hire people like myself to consult on the growth of their business, like um, for what's going to happen in the future, especially because um, the biggest detailing market for myself, like the biggest Masterson's car care customers are ages 18, 34 male. I'm male 33. I'm technically directly in this market. Um, so I'm experiencing and living this market. <laughs> and so I'm going to sell directly to those customers and those people are going to come to my store more. And then other businesses that do detailing, sometimes they also want to get that market. They might hire me to do consulting for them to also develop new products as well. Brands have to evolve with new products all the time or their brand just disappears. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that's right. I, I listened to one of the podcasts I listened to is uh, uh, from, it's something about, uh, the CMO, uh, see, I don't remember the title, but it's chief mm -hmm. marketing officer. It's a guy that was in Procter and Gamble and all this other mm -hmm. stuff. And that's what he's done. He's that's all mm -hmm. he's done for his whole time. And now he has a podcast on, on marketing. He interviews people, whatever his whole deal was solely about in, in marketing and as business, you need to have a purpose, right? The, mm -hmm. the purpose in your business should then funnel into how you do marketing. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So explaining from a marketing side to a detailer, what purposes should a detailer have, mm -hmm. right? And then how should we use marketing to explain those purposes? Okay, so the purpose the detailer needs to have, if you're a detailer, and I think right now we're talking about, I think you're referring to like professional detailing. Correct. Okay, right, professional. Okay, so let me, let's pause for a second real quick. Let me, let me ask you this question and we'll get into that. How would you define detailing? Uh, detailing is really just any, detailing is a step or a, not a step, a, a process that involves multiple steps. So like uh, that is the condition or caring, reconditioning or caring for a vehicle. So like washing is a piece of detailing <laughs> and waxing is a piece of detailing, interior cleaning, it's a piece of detailing. It's all a puzzle. When you put the puzzle together, you got a really clean car <laughs> and it makes all the difference. But there's a big difference between a guy that likes detailing his car on the weekend and somebody that's trying to run a business as a professional detailer selling those services. And those customers need, um, they, they don't necessarily need different products. The products are very similar, but it's actually the only difference between a consumer detailer and a professional detailer is the professional detailer does things much faster and does it for money. That's really the only difference. And to be honest, I've, I've met a lot of detailers around the world and the best detailers that I've actually met ever are just detailers that do it for fun. <laughs> that that they kind of do it maybe for like side money okay or but they 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 don't have any need to use this to pay a bill so they spend a crazy amount of time on it and they go in depth they take wheels off take things apart put it back together but with a professional you don't technically want to do that you're actually just technically delivering the customer what they want and if a customer wants a wash and a quick vacuum you got to give them a wash and a quick vacuum right and so for a professional, talking about the professional, their purpose needs to be directly to offer the service and give what the customer wants. And if you can use um, TikTok, which I think is the most powerful media right now, which nobody is taking advantage of. It's like- well, I don't <laughs> nobody. nobody. You've right, been you saying would. it for over a year on the podcast yeah, that everybody been, should be on TikTok. Correct. So. Everybody should be on TikTok. But I still, I do consulting for other businesses, not just detailing other businesses to grow brands. And the first thing I tell them in the business consulting is you need to, you, are you on TikTok? And they're like, oh no, uh, there's just kids and women on TikTok. And you're like, no, no, no. TikTok is a much bigger tool that you're just not taking advantage of. <laughs> and, and a lot of people aren't taking advantage of that tool and they're not taking advantage of it early on. But like people want to know a lot of secrets about detailing, it's all about, or marketing, it's all about getting on a platform early on <laughs> and, and, and just going at it hundred percent, you know, um, I'll, I'll give you an example. I was making TikTok videos about a couple of, maybe about a month or two, maybe two months ago, they were saying that they were going to cancel TikTok forever mm -hmm. and everybody stopped making videos. And I actually just went balls to the wall and I was making like 10 videos a day, TikTok. And everybody was like, well, aren't you, this is a waste of time. I said, no, nope. it's not. And <laughs> it's not a waste of time. And um, it wasn't. And then everybody was after, after that happened. Sort of yeah. Like, I mean, cause come on, I think we all remember when Facebook was threatened to be taken down and people said Facebook was going to die. I mean, we're all your, you know, thirties, I'm in my young forties. Nick is in his late thirties. Uh, you know, we, we've seen social media, different stuff come and go. And that I, for me, I just, I could tell when something was right. My daughters were on it when it was music.ly. I've yeah. watched the platform. Uh, and I just, I felt the right time for us as a brand to hop on. Nick, yeah. I want to ask a question real quick. When, when you hear him talk about detailers and professional detailers and not much difference in, you know, the two, 
what what runs through your mind? Uh, I think it's a chemical answer we're hearing a lot now. Chemical companies, you know, look, we heard a, a, a podcast that came out of SEMA 360 that brand, big brands don't really have a great view of the professional. Yeah. And the professional is looked down upon as though a hobbyist can use chemicals and get the same results as a professional. I'll, I'll, I'll basically tell everybody this right now. It's, it's not true at all doesn't matter how great you make the chemical, the process still matters uh, in the way you use the chemical. And I'll give you an example. And I've used this on this podcast before, and I'll say it for a thousand years. Go to any car show. Nobody loves their cars as much as somebody at a car show. They cool. love their cars. They're the, they're the absolute top of the hobbyist market. I would not give 99% of those cars a two out of 10 on condition level. So somebody explain to me what I'm missing. If that's the best the hobbyist gets, somebody explained to me how the DIYer is now celebrated as, well, you know what, They'll, they're going to do as good a job as a professional. And we've had chemical companies basically come out and say this in the last week. Massive chemical companies, guys that have sold chemical companies. We just heard Greg kind of reference it a little bit as well. And this is what detailers need to hear. The chemical companies are looking at the DIY market because they don't know how to grow the professional market. It's easy to get on TikTok and get on Instagram and get on these different things and get people to buy a bottle of product. We watch it every day. There's just guys that make detail spray and they'll, they'll do a YouTube video uh, and run a bunch of ads. You know, there's a bunch of brands that have done that. I got nothing against it, but this is also dividing the industry where I think this is where I want to ask you know, Greg and all of his, you know, wisdom from the chemical side of things, you know, the chemical business used to really respect the professional and the actual chemical business used to use the professional to develop their product lines. And so they would test their product lines through the professional market. So when the DIYer got the chemical, it was actually the best chemical they could get. Now we just see people cutting that out. So what do you think the biggest issue is in the chemical market today? Like, I'm a detailer. What's the biggest issue for me? Well, you're asking what's the biggest issue for you as a professional or asking yeah. as a oh, yeah. professional. Okay. Because as a professional, this is the reason why a lot of companies are focusing to the DIY. So first of all, the market selling, right? The professional detailer is only like if the whole market is, is everybody that owns a car is technically a market. And the professional detailer is maybe less than like 1% of that whole entire market, okay? So companies are, are you can either market to 99% or you can market to like 1%. And sure. for these big companies, huge companies, the 1% can't fund a whole entire company. So they make other products to appeal to the other 99% that are also going to buy products as well. And the, the crazy thing is, is that, um, you know, the difference between a consumer and a professional is um, the consumer will sometimes misuse the product due to lack of product knowledge. And that's why here at Masterson's Car Care, we spend a crazy amount of money and time in YouTube educational videos that we charge zero for. So like other industries, they try to like sell DIY videos, you know, to whatever they're trying to, whatever skill they're trying to build, right? The detailing industry is great because all the videos are free. They're on YouTube. You could literally 
learn almost everything about detailing from YouTube. There's so much knowledge on there. You would just have to just watch. It's just time at getting an education and just watching it over and over again. You'll find a lot of gold in there. Um, but what ends up happening uh, with the professional market is, is so interesting with detailing is there's no business in the whole entire world that you could get into at a lower cost of entry right. than auto yeah. detailing. 100%. There's nothing. There's nothing uh, like 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 uh, how much you know how much it costs to open a Starbucks. Just take, just take any of you guys know. One mil. One mil. Over one mil. Like over you, one mil. Yeah, Starbucks actually says that you have to have like a million liquid in your bank account, and you can show it before they'll even That's consider true. you to become a Starbucks franchisee right? It's incredible. But uh, you could start a legitimate auto detailing business, I believe for 500 bucks or less. And like, yeah. and you could take that 500 bucks and you could turn it into like a million dollars. I, I, I truly hundred percent believe that I even made a video. If anybody's watching this out there, they can go on YouTube, search how to make a hundred thousand dollars washing cars. And it just gives basic math breakdown on how you So, can so Greg, I, I know he asked you a question. I want to. I want you to finish that question, but then I want to jump into that exact discussion point. Mm -hmm. uh, so, real quick though, it, it, where do you see? Is there a problem in the professional market? Do you, well, I think it's kind of what Nick was asking. That's where I, that's where I was leading to. And so the professional market, because it's so low cost of entry, you got a lot of detailers who come into the market and they want to be a professional detailer, but they have like no training. And so they're going into this market not really knowing very much, right? Because it doesn't take very much to wash cars. It's a very simple process. I mean, I can teach washing cars or auto detailing to anybody. I think, no joke, I've taught a complete auto detailing class for one week to deaf, a whole deaf class. It was 10 deaf students. We did it all through a translator and they learned how to detail 100%. And I, I detailed the car with them, start to finish. Awesome. Everything from polishing, claying, everything like nothing and they did it great they didn't need to hear <laughs> they needed to see and feel and and perform and they were able to do that and get the knowledge transferred yeah. right but the reason a lot of these chemical companies aren't like saying hey the professionals we need to know what you're doing is because they're getting product and saying hey professionals here you go and they're really the professionals aren't knowing any difference so i'll give you an example okay i had a professional that he was asking us a question about our products okay and um, he wanted a custom product made. So we made him a couple different versions of the product. It was a custom product because we made custom blending. And um, he was like, well, I want this version, but I want it to be more shiny. I want it to buff off a little easier. Maybe I want it more watery, a different color. There's so many different, it's like right. baking cookies. You want them fluffier, yeah. you want them thinner. Yeah. Okay. So at the end, we really wanted, I really wanted to know does he know what he really wants in this chemical? So I actually just took the same chemical that we made that I thought was the best version of it. I thought performed the best because, you know, sometimes you got to just trust the expert. This it performed the best it, for all he was asking. It wiped the best. It gave the best shine. It was easy to use detail spray. He wanted custom made. So I took the same product and I put it in three different bottles and I gave it to him. And I said, hey, try all three. He said, well, what's the difference? I said, I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. You tell me what's the difference between one, two, and three. And then come back to me next week. Next week he came back. Well, one, it was it wiped great. Two, I don't like the way it smelled. Three, um, the number three, I like the best. I said, guess what? They're all the same. Yeah. He's like, we've had this what? discussion on this podcast about wax. <laughs> I used to hear people say to me all the time, Oh, I can tell a difference of a waxed car. Mm -hmm. And then I would have a waxed panel and an unwaxed panel, and they'd be like, 
oh, the whole thing has wax on it. It's like, no. I mean, the argument stands to reason that that's what we've been dealing with in the professional market for a long time, right? Mm -hmm. Is it is difficult to decipher sometimes what's going on with these products. Yeah, yeah. I would also that, and I would also say though, if we're selling billions of dollars, and I got to imagine you probably know this number better than me, if we're selling billions of dollars into the DIY market. It's actually a 14, 14 billion dollar industry. Okay. So that's, this is a good number. And I want everybody to hear this because this is pretty simplistic to, to look at. 3% of cars traded in at a car lot are considered in excellent condition. Mm-hmm. You and other brands will say the same thing. You can go on YouTube, you can learn to detail a car and we have the best products in the world being developed now in the detailing industry across the board. Mm-hmm. Why are so many cars at the Target and Nordstrom and all these shopping mall parking lots? Why are they in such bad shape? If we've sold this much, product and the products are so inherently great what is the and 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 you can learn to detail a car on youtube why are so many cars traded into a car lot two years old three years old five years old in extremely bad shape you know i don't know if i agree or disagree nick man uh that's uh you know, but that's what the good thing about it. We, we can uh, each have an open mind going into these things. You know what else I think we should have an open mind about is we should have an open bar mind. <laughs> hey, community pub. This is Marshall. I want to invite you to have a beer with me and other detailers from around the country on the community pub every Wednesday night at 730 Central. Hey, grab a beer, grab four. We don't care. Sit at your home, sit at a bar, wherever you want to be. Have a beer with us. Zoom ID 918-800-1188. That's the Community Pub, Wednesday nights, 730 Central. Meeting ID 918-800-1188. I look forward to having a beer with you. Now let's get back to the episode. Okay, The numbers don't add up. Yeah, I actually noticed this too. I live in Southern California. It's car capital almost of the world. And I've been, I've been around the world and, and seen the car scenes everywhere. I've even been to Dubai and stayed there for Same a while, years. checked out the car yep. scene. Okay, in California, it's crazy. Like I can go outside right now and like a Lambo will drive by and then like two other really rare Porsches. You'd be like, what? It was just, just like that, it'll happen. Well, I believe that the reason that cars look so bad, even though we have the best products out there. It doesn't happen in Oklahoma. I know. Just just so you guys know, it doesn't happen. (laughs) But the reason is I truly believe is, is time. Because in reality, detailing is all time. It's like 90% labor, 90% time. And it takes a lot of time. And people in reality really want something that's instant. And that's why other companies make things that are like the once a year anything, or it's it's products that have the, the magic, like a magic anything. Like yep. I'll, I'll be honest with you, somebody who makes chemicals, who manufactures chemicals, there is no chemical wheel cleaner in the world that you spray on the wheel and you rinse off and the wheel's 100%, 100% clean. We just, <laughs> Marty and I just privately had this conversation like two hours ago. Yeah. Uh, because we because were talking of, about acid, you know, the way acid used to be was a hydrofluoric yeah. and, yeah. you know, you, we, we got away in the industry of not using acids and we, we needed acid free and it was a high pH. Well, uh-huh. high pH doesn't necessarily mean it's great for every rim. No, you know, what no. cleans the best is acid. 
Yeah, yeah. You need some acidic type of clean. But anyways, even acidic cleaners, you spray it on, like you have these commercials that they have and like, you oh, just yeah, spray it on great. and you rinse it off. It never yeah, happens. We love and, this. and if you go back to any of the detailing videos that I ever made, I've never ever said you spray it on and you rinse it off because it just doesn't work. And I don't yeah. want to sell something that just doesn't work. It's not a, a, a correct method. It's, it's weird. So like, like you were asking me about the biggest, what the biggest problem right now will be for the detailing industry is in the detailing industry for professionals, you, you're, you were selling time. That's what you're really selling. Yep. Like, like who needs detailing the most? Doctors, lawyers, real estate agents, people that, uh, that don't have any time, but they always need a clean car because if your car looks dirty, you're a dirty person. That's what people yep. connect, right? Like if people see your car and it looks like garbage, they're going to think you're garbage. If yeah, so our, 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 yeah, our motto is, and we, we get this, you know, we've been trying to, I have, I've been trying to educate detailers. My, my motto in my business is why would you want to drive around a dirty car? Correct. Yeah. Why would you there, want to drive there is, there is no logic to buying a hundred thousand dollar daily driver or a $500,000 daily driver. We work on some of the rarest cars in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll tell you, I've never heard somebody defend it. When you yeah, actually yeah. say, why do you keep driving around a dirty car? There is no defense of it. Yeah. So I'm in agreement with you. And this is what I'm getting at. And I, you kind of went where I went. The problem I have is, is that a lot of chemical brands are just selling DIY and they're not talking about the time and the effort and all the things you just brought up. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Pardon me. All the things you just brought up about being successful, right? If you're going to be successful in car ownership, you're going to have to invest time or you're going to have to invest money in your car. Yeah, it's one or the, the other. Yeah, one, or the, one or the other. Because it's actually so, the same. Time, money, time yeah, it's and the same. money. It's yeah. the same. It's the same. Got to invest one or the other, you know? So I've always asked why chemical companies aren't trying to educate the consumer about how to take care of their car and the time invested, because that grows the professional market as well. If you actually tell the truth about what it takes to take care of a car, they're going to hire a professional as well. Yes. So and I, I truly believe that the, the consumer, they know that it takes time. They know, they, they understand. If I'm going to wash my car, it's going to take me one hour. Or I can drive to the car wash. It's going to take me 1.5 hours. They know this. And the reason so many cars are dirty is because the people don't want to spend the time to go out yep. there and, and take the part of the car wash or wash themselves. And that's where a true professional should be selling time. I can come to you and I can wash the car for you. So just so you know, we were talking about a little bit of story about me. I actually ran a detailing business. Like I, I, I'm, I'm a very self-motivated person. So I wanted to run my own detailing business because I was detailing cars and people kept asking me to detail cars for them. So I wanted to do high-end vehicles. So I did that. So I actually ran a mobile detailing business for about seven years. Okay. I, that business got very successful. I actually sold the business to another detailer because he wanted all my customers and my bands and all he wanted to take that and make it more success. I wanted to move on to consulting and building other types of detailing. So I sold my business. But in that time, one of my best customers, he, he actually had like six cars and I would come to, he was the only customer I did on Saturdays. I didn't do any other customer, but this guy, because he just paid. Yeah, I had Saturday. a Saturday and, morning. Right? I missed a lot of soccer games. Yeah. He, did, he paid my Saturday. And so I had yeah. to go to his house and wash his five cars. Okay. On one Saturday, every Saturday he wanted it done, but I went there and I did it at like four 30 in the morning. He leave the key to his garage. I just went in, did the job. I was gone by seven. 
And my Saturday was free. 5.30, I was gone like by 7.30-ish. I just backed it all out, just did them all, washed them all quick, and I was out of there. And uh, what the reason why he went with me is because I saved him time. I was doing work while he was sleeping. <laughs> he, was, he was still that's in bed. He was still in yeah, bed. That's us. That's, yeah, that's that, what we do. I mean, well, yeah. we, we start at four in the morning. Yeah, so, and, and so people, the, a, a lot of professionals don't understand that. They, 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 they forgot about selling time, right? They forgot, they want to just sell a, a perfectly paint corrected vehicle. But no well, yeah, so that's exactly what I was going to say. Do you think that there's just, because they've been programmed the wrong way from brands that haven't actually been in detailing, they've only been told certain things about products and growing their skill set and not really about how to market. And listen, Greg, I'm, I'm sitting here smiling as can be. My number one platform for three plus years against ceramic coating scam has been the amount of time that detailers waste with all these multiple layers. Yes, so yes, yes. I want to jump into, listen, you're right out on forums. You're heavily against a lot of stuff that goes on in the industry, especially with other brands and especially with ceramic coatings. Listen, man, what is it that fires you up so much about ceramic coatings? And what have you seen has been the biggest scam in the industry that's come from ceramic coatings? Okay, so we were moving over about, we we're talking about professionals, right? And like I said, we brought, we said that professional detailing is a very easy to entry market. So you could pretty much get into detailing at a zero cost and a like pretty much zero education. You could just, you could be washing cars tomorrow with yeah. just a little bit of training. It's super right. crazy, right? Well, uh, ceramic coatings. A couple of years ago, we didn't have ceramic coatings, but ceramic coatings were only to professionals. Okay. And the ceramic coating industry to me is interesting because, um, and this is where it comes back to why, um, why, um, chemical companies only, or try to market towards DIY is because a lot of the time the professional, they think because they're a professional that they already know everything. Right. And so then what happens is professionals start selling to other professionals. Like uh, the biggest problem with detailing right now is that professionals try to sell to other professionals, you know, <laughs> like, like, um, like I, I, I tell this, I tell this to everybody. I think, I personally think SEMA is like the biggest waste of money for a company because I could take $50,000 that it costs a SEMA booth and invest $50,000 in a Facebook and marketing ads. And I could get way more profit, you know, yeah. uh, you just, say the same. Considerably, considerably, like just crazy. And a lot of people next year are going to realize that because SEMA was canceled this year. And then they're going to realize, hey, wait, I didn't need SEMA. Okay. So that's on a totally different topic. But the, the, what the ceramic coating industry happened. So at first, the ceramic coating industry was only available to professionals, correct? Okay. And so professionals, they had this item, but they started upcharging it in crazy amounts. Like, People were like, okay, you want to ceramic coat your car? It's a ceramic coating and um, it's going to last one year. And I'm going to charge you $1,500. Since yeah, they had to because the brands told them, know your worth. If you're going to yeah. spend 400 plus dollars on product, know your worth. And uh, you yeah. know, know your you worth. You got to charge 15. If you're, we've seen it where they're on a whiteboard saying you can only charge less, you never charge less than a thousand. I've had direct comments with them where they say, if you're running a maintenance style business, you're doing bad business. So, I mean, it's a pure scam. Well, well, I'll get, I'll get into the, the, where I think the biggest problem is that. So they upcharged it so much. Okay. And so um, this is where the, this is the one time that the 
chemical companies listen to the professionals, but the professionals shot themselves in the foot because they upcharged the ceramic coating. So whoever's watching this, if somebody doesn't just so everybody knows what we're talking about, ceramic coating is a style of protectant that protects for long periods of time. But technically it's the same as wax and sealant. It's technically a, com a competing item, you know, wax, sealant, ceramic coating, they all do the same thing. They protect the vehicle. They're just called, they're just a different form of protection, right? And so the ceramic coating was being like a hard upsell and, uh, by professionals. Oh, well, you, you could get wax, it protects for three months. You could get the sealant, protects for eight months, or you could get the ceramic, protects for a year. You want to get the ceramic? Okay, boom. So then because um, the uh, professional detailers needed to know their worth, they were being saying, know your worth. Well, knowing your worth is one thing, but knowing what the customer will pay is another. <laughs> you, you, you're only, the, the value of something is only what someone will pay for it. Like I can say that this sprayer right here is worth a million dollars, but unless somebody's going to pay a million dollars, it's still only worth a buck 50, you know, like that's just the truth of it. And so they upsold the ceramic for like a crazy amount of money. And it was like ceramic coatings are like $2,500 now to be installed by professional. Right. And it, I thought it was ridiculous because yeah. um, $2,500, like a lot of shitload of money, a lot of shit, but I'll, sh I'll, I'll tell you how it shoots here in the foot. So the, the professional saw that, or the 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 uh, consumer brand manufacturer saw that all these professionals were selling this ceramic coating, and they were like, "Hey, let's offer this to the consumer." And the, and then the problem was is that uh, that the professional were upselling it too much, and then they came out with all these consumer ceramics at like nineteen ninety nine, and so nineteen ninety nine. $2,000, that's a big gap. You can't close yeah. that gap and yeah. everybody's going to go for the 1999 gap. So um, now this is where the, the ceramic coating problem comes in is that why would somebody go to a professional to install a ceramic coating when they can go to Walmart, they see the word ceramic and they get something that's they think is the same thing. And in reality, if you look at both labels and you read what they are, they are the same thing. <laughs> they have the same ingredient. They got the same application instruction. So are they the same? The professional, some professional detailers are out there still trying to um, justify that it's different. And it shot themselves in the foot. It ruined their whole entire game. And they, or a lot of them, um, we're shooting themselves in the foot because if I'm a business, right? I'll, I'll say this for all business owners because this is probably a business owner podcast. A lot of people are on this business owners, right? One of the greatest business owners, King C. Gillette, who made the disposable razor, he said, you need to make something that's used over and over and over and over and over again because that's how your business is going to keep going. What is the point of offering a five-year coating on a car? Because if you put a five-year coating on a car, when's the next time you're going to see that customer? Five years later. I guarantee yeah. it. That's, that's yeah. exactly part of the scam though, Greg. Yes. yes. The scam yes. was brought down to know your worth, charge $4,000 and put on a five to seven year coding. It's the best thing ever. Hop in it. We're going to take care of all your marketing for you. You're going to pay us to get leads and we're going to charge you a shit ton of money for a product. And the, how many people have, have struggled to be able to sell a $150 detail, yet alone to try and get somebody to open up a business to sell nothing less than $1,000 at a time? Yeah. And you really should be at $4,000? Yeah. Holy shit, yeah. that's and, and I and I, think, and I think here's the deal. And Greg, I, I hear it, you know, so I, I kind of want to hone in on this. 
the detailers didn't really shoot themselves in the foot. Okay. First of all, when ceramic coatings came out, they were unworkable. You couldn't yes. have sold original ceramic coating yes. to a, it, they would have literally, you had to chisel them off cars. Yeah. People didn't, so, people don't understand that, that when it yeah. first came out, it was like, if you yeah, opened the bottle, it was already hardening yeah, instantly. <laughs> so, I mean, if you go back to those original ceramic coatings, they were awful, but I think what gets missed in all this is uneducated detailers bought into a chemical system of thousands of dollars of charging people. And then the chemical companies realized, Oh, wait a minute, we can't make money. We don't sell enough bottles. We need to go do this other thing and left the pro behind. Most pros didn't know the ceramic market. The ceramic mar market was being taught to them. Yeah. And so it's still being taught by some of these bigger companies you know, Hey, you got to charge a thousand minimum, 1500 minimum. You got to do three step, three stage paint correction. You got to do all of these different things. And I think you hit on this earlier. So I want to hone in on this. Protective services are protective services. If you put a wax on it's protection, if you put a sealant on it's protection, if you put ceramic on, it's a protection. PPF is a protection. Mm -hmm. This is where our industry, I think, confuses the consumer and confuses the, the, the professional that doesn't know any better. Mm -hmm. Protection is just protection. Why did it ever get linked with paint correction? Paint correction is not a protective service. Mm -hmm. It's a different service altogether. A restoration sure, service. Yeah. So here's my question. When you see companies, you know, and you know all the big uh, coding companies that we're talking about here, talking about two-stage paint correction along with their ceramic coating, why did we ever in the professional market conflate the two? They're two totally different things. You can put a coating on a car and not polish a car. So why did we link those two and run the price tag from the chemical companies up to a thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars? Okay. Now the I saw that happening, and the reason is is because um, detailers have a very, very the majority of auto detailers that offer services they have a very, very hard time selling to the customer and explaining to the customer. And it's called agree. customer expectation. Yep. The, the detailer, the salesman, the, the, the person that's connecting the, the customer to the service needs to qualify the customer and needs to present proper customer expectation. You, you cannot tell the customer when his car comes in, his Toyota Corolla is gonna come out like in like a Rolls Royce. It ain't gonna happen, no. okay? But that's the problem is that they don't know how to break down those steps. They need the proper training on that type of experience. And that that selling experience, I don't believe can be taught over YouTube. I don't think it can. And that's why the, the automotive detailing industry is amazing because I could teach somebody how to use something over YouTube, like a buffer, a brush, an application. That's so easy. I can teach it over subtitle. You know, you can even teach it with just like signals. It's so easy to communicate. Just so you guys know, I went to like the biggest university in the state to just study communication. So I can like make this better to, to communicate with the customer. And um, the biggest problem is, is that um, detailers, professional detailers weren't explaining that, that I'm selling you a complete detail with ceramic coating. They're trying to sell, I'm gonna sell you ceramic coating. Okay, yeah. well, what's the ceramic coating? Well, it's gonna take me three days to install. And they're like, okay, well, why three days? Well, I have to install the coating, but they weren't explaining, well, it's actually a full detail. I'm going to restore your vehicle. And then we're going to seal it in with the ceramic coating. 
And they weren't explaining that difference there. And that's where I think the whole problem occurred is. uh, So can I ask a question? Do you, as a chemical manufacturer, you know, you're talking about, and and Marty, you, you know, weigh in on this, everybody weigh in on this, because I'm curious. Water delivered ceramic, Mm -hmm. which is at Walmart. Mm -hmm in a resin solvent delivered ceramic, which is mm-hmm. in a bottle. Mm-hmm. I know you don't, you're, you know, you're kind of, you're kind of saying the two are the same, but they really aren't the same. No, they aren't the same. Well, like, no, like nothing, nothing is the same, but it's all about what the consumer believes is the same. Right. You know? I like, just wanted you to clear that up because I think people will misunderstand. They aren't the same, but brands are making the consumer believe they're the same because they're seeing the word ceramic. Correct. Yeah. They're, they're, they're seeing the word ceramic and then they're thinking, this is ceramic. I have a lot of people that come into my shop in Anaheim and they come in, they say, I need products for my ceramic. This is the exact verbiage they use. I need products for my ceramic coated car. And I say, okay, what type of ceramic coating do you have on your vehicle? Oh, I have uh, insert here from Walmart. Yep. Just like that, okay? So the customer believes that this resin coating and this Walmart coating are the same. Maybe are they the same? Probably not. Does the customer believe they are the same? Yes, and that's all that matters is that the customer believes that this is the same. And who has the ability to explain the difference between the two? I wanted to break in here and and just say, listen, if, if, you're, if you're hearing what he's saying and, and you could really use a safety net, especially moving into times like we're in, listen, that's why I created a community. We have a community pub every Wednesday night, 7.30 Central on Zoom. Go to meeting ID 918-800-1188, right? It's a safety net. We all get in, we drink beer, we have a good time. So that's Wednesday, 7.30, Zoom ID 918-800-1188. I really look forward to having a beer with you on the community pub. Very few people. Sure. <laughs> and 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 well, those yeah. <laughs> very few people because the main majority of all the marketing is done by the chemical brands. Yes, correct. Right? I mean, let's let's be let's be very transparent. How many detailers do you know do an incredible job at marketing that would that would compete anywhere next to uh, even a small size chemical company? I mean, um, very, uh, I mean, very few. I mean, I'll, I'll give you an example over here. It's it marketing right now is practically free. <laughs> like marketing right now to yeah. do what, what I do today, yep. 30 years ago would have cost me $3 million. 10 years ago. 10, 10 years, years ago, ago would have caught yeah with chemical guys like even that it was very yeah. expensive we had to have more crew now we're able to like you know what's free instagram you know what's free mm-hmm. facebook tiktok yelp Greg, last year when i was at mobile tech everybody like multiple people came up to me and go do you really run your business off of a phone yeah yes yeah all off of free platforms it yeah. just takes a lot of time greg yeah. you and i listened to gary v we're both we're both Vaynerchuk guys, uh, you know, it's, we, we have similarities in that style. Um, you know, but what, what for detailers though? I mean, it, that, how, 
how can they compete to where you're telling them that it, it basically it's not the chemical company's problem, that it's the detailer's problem. Yeah, because so, so then how, you know, as a marketer, what suggestions for a detailer besides just free platforms? I mean, what should they do in those, right? You're specific in the videos and the way you put out content. So, you know, what should a detailer put into their content on these free platforms? I think detailers just need to document everything that they do. Oh, I'm here doing a car. Check out the before, check out the after, give me a call. <laughs> it's, it's very, very easy to just put a quick message in the 15 seconds on TikTok and get that out there, right? And the, the detailer needs, this is the biggest tip I can tell professional detailers is the customer does not give a shit what products are used on their car. They care zero. They just care that my car was dirty and now it looks boss. That's hey, all. Who they said care. that? They, who all, said that before? A yeah. lot. A lot of people. Dude, do that's, that's right up my alley. I say that all the time. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter because because when you're a professional, you're really just selling a service. Nick, and, I mean, how many times have people walked out to your car when you're there and ask you what are you using? Right? It just doesn't. Never. We've had this discussion. Nick and I have had this discussion about house cleaners, right? You know, yeah. we both use a house cleaning service. He's in Vegas, I'm in Tulsa. So they're completely different, right? Yeah. And and we had the question, you know, hey, do, do you go and ask your house, you know, how does that go with, I trust my house cleaners that they're going to use the products that they like. Excuse me, what's your dilution ratio? Yeah, 100%. Fabuloso? 100%. 100%. <laughs> she like, does like, use Fabuloso though. That is yeah, true. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like, 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 excuse me, when you clean my toilet, what dilution ratio do you yeah, use with vinegar and Fabuloso? Is it does your product change so color long? while it's cleaning the toilet? Yeah, is this, is this right? I mean, iron deposits from my bowl? <laughs> right? Like I get, I get, yeah. all, I get, I get, I get all these, all these types of, of, of questions. So, yeah, so, so, why do so you I'll think say then detailers. Yeah. yeah. Why do you think detailers then put so much stuff out there about the brands that they use? Why, why do they, why do you feel that brands, do you think that comes from a brand from a chemical company side? Do you think that's from a detailer, not really understanding marketing? Uh, why do you feel that there's so much of detailers putting out uh, brand information instead of their own company information? Well, it's really, I believe is the, it's, it's called cross promoting. And that's a great way to build your business. When you start from nothing is, is who like, I, it's great for who for actually both people, the company and the detailer. I'll give you an example. Okay? I need a bunch. Please. So, yeah, please. Is, okay. I, right now on TikTok, I have 70, we have 75,000 followers on TikTok. Okay. Somebody can start a detailing business and they could have three followers and they could make a video and tag Masterson's car care in that video, maybe show the bottle. And I believe that TikTok's, TikTok is very smart. TikTok is not like the other platforms. Stuff that you say is registered. It's, it's all voice analytics. Like it's like Alexa's listening to you. And so is TikTok. And so when you say master sons, it's going to get picked up and show other people products that are also watching master sons car care. So that those 70,000 followers, some of those could potentially leak over to that other new detailer. And yeah, but, yeah, but hold on. Well, if this the, is where, what's the return yeah. on that? I mean, come yeah. on, the, the amount the of time that somebody's going to spend to, to get linked up to maybe somebody back the 70 plus thousand that are following mm -hmm. you, you know, how could they actually be, how many would actually be in the same city in North Carolina? You know, so, 
So the amount of time that a detailer would spend putting out content for another brand, I mean, do you really think that it would be a beneficial return to them? Yeah, I feel like, and I feel like it's all a beneficial return because that video cost them zero. It was on a free because platform. Because in their time, which we yeah. said earlier is their most important. Correct, but they're a small detailer, so their time's worth nothing. Yeah, so here's an interesting question. So I, I, I'm, we need to stay on this because this is kind of a, a really kind of a plague in the professional market. And, and I hear what you're saying, but Marty, you were tapping on it. Masterson's TikTok is really valuable because you sell all over the world. Mm-hmm. What's really hard is to tell a guy that lives in Lakeland, Florida, that services a you know, 10 mile radius, mm-hmm. that his 70,000 followers, that there are going to be a thousand in that area, they're going to watch his TikTok and translate into customers. Okay. I'll give up now. I'll give you a story right now. And after whoever's watching this can go over to our TikTok right now and can go ahead and check this out. So one of my good friends, who's a customer, customer of ours, his name's Jesse. He called me up the other day. This was only like three days ago, Friday. It was like a couple days ago and said, Hey, Greg, I need some products because I'm going to detail the good boss's car. And I was like, the good boss. He's like, yeah, it's this guy on TikTok. Okay. Good boss. It's called good boss official. He runs a landscaping company and he, he, um, uh, he has a TikTok with like 145,000 followers. Okay. So yeah. it's a larger account. Okay. Um, currently the largest TikTok account right now is 100 million just today. That's Charlie the Million, 100 million. So, I mean, that's a big difference, but he still has a lot. So anyways, yeah, still a lot. So anyways, the guy, Jesse, just said on this guy's TikTok, hey, um, I uh, just made a comment, say, I bet you won't let me wash your car. And so the good boss saw it and said, yeah, you know what? I'll let you wash my car. Come down and blah, blah, blah. I'll make, I'll make it happen. So je- this, is in, this guy's in Massachusetts, the good boss. And Jesse's in California, right up the street. So I gave Jesse a whole bunch of product and I made a video and I connected with the good boss, okay? And Jesse drove on it. He's gonna arrive at the good boss in like three hours. So he left Saturday and he's gonna arrive today, right? Good boss over there, his name's Vic. He is already putting up a hotel for Jesse and already has like 10 jobs ready for him to go. And other people on TikTok saw that Jesse's coming there. So Jesse's going to get more jobs and he's taking his whole rig over there. He's driving yeah. across the country. Yeah. And, he's- and that's and exactly the type of marketing that I would say is beneficial. That's not sitting there with a bottle from somebody else's brand talking about their product. Okay. That was somebody that's being out there active in marketing and reaching out and saying, hey, I can detail for you. Because like you said earlier, people don't come out and ask what product you're using. So he wasn't putting out there somebody else's product. He was Correct. asking somebody for a sale. Correct. I applaud Jesse, man. And yeah. I applaud you for giving him the product and encouraging him to do so. Like, yeah. It, yeah. It and, the cool, and the cool thing is, is that this is where it pays off is that I gave him a bunch of my products. So I'm good he this jesse only has like uh, he had only like 100 followers on tiktok it was like a brand new account right but he's tagging me and he's tagging good boss in there so his account's growing and they're following his journey because it's going back and forth so but here's the question so he's in california he's now going to be detailing a bunch of jobs in massachusetts yes what's that look like for building his business in california long term well this is the thing with any type of business you want to think globally because, sure. and I, t- I tell this with a lot of people, okay, with building a detailing business, service-based, it's building a brand. When, when you, people don't buy the product 
or sorry, people don't buy your services from you. If you're a detailer, they're really buying almost you. If you're a single professional detailer, and I really think that's what you're, you're talking to. You're talking about the guy who, who runs his yep. own business. He, he has his own van. Okay. But the thing that the guy with his own van needs to invest in is he needs to invest in his own brand. And the problem right now is they're investing time into someone else's brand. And yeah, yes, you, need a cross, you need to cross promote, but you also need to build up your own brand and, and you will have a worldwide following. Like I'll give you an example. Um, uh, one of our customers, he's a mobile detailer. Okay. He, he's in another state, but he buys products from us, Masterson's Car Care to use in his business. He buys it wholesale. So he gets a great price. He uses some of it for his business and then he resells all of it online. And there's people that buy his product from his website in like Puerto Rico. So I think that's a new trend from brands. Yeah. I really do. I think it's interesting, you know, of having, having chemical companies that have detailers. Listen, and I'm not, I'm not, there's no, I'm not, there's, I'm just, I'm just opinion. I'm just viewing the, viewing it. I'm not voicing an opinion one way or the other. Mm -hmm. it, it is an interesting new play in the market for chemical companies to have detailers, you know, from, uh, you know, whether it's from the, the front of their store, you know, have a little, you know, display. Why do you think that uh, from your aspect, right, from as a chemical brand, what is it that you're seeing, uh, that's that's wanting that you why are you wanting to bridge that gap between the two what what is the draw okay well the reason i tell the the best business practice is to never put all your eggs in one basket you and that's why I, it's why i kind of well, i mean you could lose your focus and you know before long you're headed in another direction your whole Correct. key of your business was over here so i Correct. don't yeah i just well, know that from experience when i've tried to get out into too much stuff man i used to own cell phone companies i was yeah. getting in the headlights business i yeah. owned a vapor company all while i was having a detail company and building yeah. a company of brand like so i'm with you so I mean, the, like, but the average guy can't really do that, right? Like so you said, it's an entry level into the business. We're a couple years in and now brands are trying to get detailers to sell chemicals out of the front of their store. And you're saying it's to diversify their, their opportunity. Yeah. Well, the reason I believe that is mainly to keep the customer coming back. There's three ways to grow your business. We teach this in our marketing class. So here's like a, a, a trick for our marketing for everybody watching. Let's do it, man. I'm ready. In, it's increase your customers, the amount of customers, increase the frequency of customers, and then increase the amount of sales to those customers. Okay. okay. So the, the selling, if you're a detailer and you have a shop, whether you're mobile or your uh, fixed location, brick and mortar, you're going to have customers that come in your door and they're going to get your services. That's why they're there. They're not there to buy products. They're there to get your services, but not everybody can always afford the service or they don't always want the service. It's like, I like going sometimes and getting my beard trimmed. I don't have a beard right now, but I like going and getting my beard trimmed when, with my barber, I'll cut my hair and he'll do my beard. But sometimes I don't want him to do my beard. Sometimes I just want to just go home and just shave myself or cut it down. Okay. But I need razor or I need razor blades and I need like, like facial stuff to make that happen. So if I go to the barber and I get my uh, beard done, I can either go to Walmart or Target or somewhere and get uh, uh, hygiene. I get stuff. the analogy. Yeah, I mean, that's or a, I can go right there from the barber. Yeah, and so I the same the thing analogy. with the car stuff, somebody comes into your shop and they want a detail and they're, they're going to want stuff to get the job done uh, later on air freshener, little quick detail spray. And you might as well have that in your shop because it brings the customer back. 
after the detail, they might remember, oh, hey, I saw all the detailing stuff in that guy's store. Let me go back and find out what's better. And why, that, why, wouldn't I, why wouldn't I sell something more valuable to my business? Like I'll take care of your car after the detail. You do. You could, and they should sell that. But, but it, my number one, if a, if a detailer come or if a car comes into a detail shop, the, the detailer should sell on follow-up and that's good training. They should follow up on that. But what if that fails, right? What if you, the follow-up just doesn't fail. Maybe they don't have the time or the money, or maybe it just didn't go through at least, oh, well, you don't want to get the services from me. You want to do it yourself next time. I got product right here. And then the, the detailer who's selling the product is going to make 50% profit on the product because they're doing wholesale. So they're like doubling their money on the product when it, when it leaves the door. So it's, it's, it's getting money either way. It's trying to ensure some type of conversion. Yeah. Like I said, I totally business, understand. I totally understand the model. Mm-hmm. Like I, 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 like I do from, from, yeah. from Masterson's or another chemical brand. I totally, you know, and if you, from a chemical brand I have, like yeah. I get the model, mm-hmm. but, but Nick as as a professional detailer, I know you've chosen a different style, right? You're yeah. completely mobile. You don't have a shop, but, but being in, in business for so long, you've stayed very focused. So, yeah. so how do you, how do you handle then, you know, what he's saying as, as a model of, well, if you don't make the sale, uh, you know, or if your customer that, you know, at least you have a chance to, to sell something. Yeah. And I totally understand, Greg, I like, I get yeah, the model, too. I do, but Nick, as, as a professional detailer that runs a business that doesn't have a shop, how does that translate over to you? Is that null and void? Yeah. Well, even if I had a shop, I wouldn't be in the retail business. Um, why? Yeah. Why? Well, I, I don't, because we stated earlier, if I hand my client, and, and I know a bunch of people are going to disagree with this, but the, the statistics are on my side, not on yours. We know that the DIY market is, people don't actually use the product. Because if they did, more than 3% of cars would be in excellent condition. And you'd walk in a parking lot and you see a whole bunch of cars detailed, which you don't do. So I don't set my customers up for failure. And if I just sell them chemicals that I know aren't going to be used, and secondly, aren't going to be used properly... I just don't do that for my customer. Now I've built a business on being full service. I would rather see detailers find other ways to add to their business. We schedule services for our clients' cars. We handle everything in our clients' car life. Um, So I'm not just a normal detailer. I make way more money on my effort in setting up services and setting up engine maintenance and all that kind of stuff rather than trying to retail some product that may sit in my shop for a long time. And remember this, if I lay out the money for that product, that money's tied up until that product is sold. Mm -hmm. So on the off chance that I may get a person here and there that wants the product, my money's tied up in the product. So I don't believe that as a service-based business, I I don't need to to do that. And again, 22 years doing this, I, I think I have a pretty nice grasp on what works in the industry. And what works is, explaining to people that you're never actually going to care for your car. That's right. That's my pitch all the time. I have a bunch of lawyers that tell me, Oh, my Porsche, I'll take care of it. Wrong. You won't statistics say you won't. And to me, the car care business has turned into the fitness business. The fitness business. Let me make this clear. The fitness business sells trillions of dollars in products a year. We're the fattest country in the world. (laughs) <laughs> yeah 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 and let me tell you greg i i love your energy i love what guys like you say but i heard the sema 360 podcast with a bunch of other brands 
if you guys want to act like the DIY market is actually working, it's statistically not true. What other brands were on the 360 podcast? Uh, let's see. Adams uh, he was on there. Griot's was on there. Yeah, p uh, was on there. So, uh, yeah, so here's the deal. Now, let me I ask have, you this. 3D was on there. Hold on, let me, hold on. Let me ask I, have you this. No, I have no problem with people selling the product. Yeah, no, I don't, don't either. Don't, okay, but don't tell me that the people are actually doing the work with your product. No. Those are two totally different things. Now my this is this is this is directly actually from my experience. I don't know what the, the other companies will say on this, but from my experience, and, and just like you were saying with fitness, it's a great thing because what really makes a person fit? It's a time. We all know. We all know what makes us fit. Eat right, go to gym. You're gonna get fit, guaranteed. It's like yeah. 98% it's gonna happen. Like my wife, she bought a treadmill. I'm like, did you use a treadmill today? Well, well, no. I'm like, why not? She's what about like, a Peloton? Why do you get a Peloton? <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I, who, who knows? Yeah, whatever. But, but that's, they'll, that's the point. they'll all work. It's like Peloton, treadmill, yeah. whatever, uh, um, uh, Bowflex. It's ceramic coating, wax, sealant. Yeah. You know, like, like yeah, we yeah. all know what, what works. Yeah. It's the time. The time, yep. and the time goes down to it. Now, the biggest thing I've noticed with the consumer market, the reason the cars aren't clean is because people don't know how to use the products. They don't know what they're doing. But the problem is, is that nobody told them that they didn't know what they were doing. And they just kept doing the wrong thing over and over and over again. No yep. joke. Everybody that I meet is a better detailer than me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, 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 like everybody I meet, they're like, Greg, you don't know nothing. I, right. I, I, I wash with a beach towel, Greg. Yeah, go go to a car show. Those guys yeah. know everything and their cars everything. are two out of 10. They know everything. They, they Exactly, they know everything. And so that's the hard part is, is somebody has to say like, you don't know anything, come either do a training. And that's why we do training classes at the Masters of Car Cafe. I do a training classes and literally we don't make anything off the training classes. We just charge the training classes just to pay for like food and expensive employees to actually just put on the class. But it's really to inform the customers on how to use the product. And this is also the crazy thing about detailing that I've noticed. Rick, how much do you charge for that? $99. And usually we do it like 50% off. So a lot of time we do it for 50 bucks and it right. comes with breakfast and lunch. Nice. So it, yeah, it's a five hour class. It's great. Usually it's limited to like six to eight people. So it's a very, very small class and it's amazing. And so um, what I was saying about the product is the one thing that people so you don't need seven hundred dollars to learn how to wipe on a product. I don't know. I don't think so. No. If you need help with that building brand, learning how to market your business, finding new platforms, and and developing creative brand awareness. Hey, if you need help with that, please reach out to me. Go find me at uh, TikTok at Detail Supply App or reach out to me on Instagram. That's, that's where I'm at most. And that's at Total Auto Solutions. Hey, just reach out. Tell me you were listening to the podcast and you had some questions about marketing. I'll probably say, hey, what are your questions? We'll toss some things back and forth. So hey, if you need help with it, please reach out. I'm here for you. Enjoy the rest of the episode. <laughs> It's like, uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think you do. Cause a lot of that knowledge is on there on online, you know, the application yep. knowledge. It's the thing is that the professionals really need to work on the selling and the yeah. selling of the products. And to do that, you got to go train with someone like myself 
or someone else. Like I, if someone, I do a, a training class, it's a two day sales training. It's usually limited to like three students. And we just go over how to sell stuff because how to communicate with the customer, how to follow up with the customers because selling is a science. We've been doing it for a yep. long time. And, yep. and, and if there's, there's steps to success with it. A lot right. of it's like following up, you know? And actually people need to hear this. It's not personality either. No, the best salespeople are actually the people that follow a system. Oh yeah, those yeah. are the those are the people that win long term. And yeah, so this yeah. is this is my point back, Marty. When you were asking this question, would I retail products? My clients never ask to take care of their own car. I feel like if your client is asking to take care of their own car, you're failing as a detailing business. Correct. That is true. That uh, so, that, that that is true. Yeah. That, so here's that, the deal. I don't really have that problem because the kind of clientele I have, they don't want to clean their wheel. Because I make it sound so miserable. Why would you want to spend your time doing this? Don't you love your family? Don't you want to hang yes. out with your kids? Yes. Don't you want to go to work? So this is, this is where I think Greg has brought a lot to the conversation yeah. where we don't have the right discussions in the detailing business. Right. The detailing business really to me, and I've said it and Greg and I have probably talked about it more here today. The chemical companies are really at odds with the professional. Because the chemical companies are making the DIYer believe that they can clean their own car. The professional is trying to tell the opposite story. That's the odds that we're at here. See, when we, it, work, see, we work together, but if chemical companies actually told the truth to the DIYer on their YouTube video, like, hey, dude, cleaning your wheel sucks weekly, they wouldn't buy that chemical. So we're kind of at odds here, Greg. I mean, if you really think about it, you kind of have to tell a fluffy story about the chemical where if you really told the true story about caring for your car every single week, making sure your rims are clean, getting in there with the brush, agitating the soap, doing all that kind of stuff, it's not as fluffy as a, of a story anymore, is it? Well, here's the thing. About, now, we'll all tell it from the professional side and the consumer side. I've done both. So the professional side. When I was doing professional services, I never really sold it as this sucks and you don't like doing it. I actually sold it as this is so easy and I know you can wash your car. You've washed your car before. I know you have. It's that would you rather be washing the car or would you rather be sleeping in? Or would you rather be hanging out with your kids sure. that you don't see all the time? Or would you rather be out to dinner with your wife? Or would you rather like to have a clean car now? So when you come out of work, you can go out and get that booty right. that you want at the club. Yeah. Our, you know? Ours yeah. was ours was you wash while we work. Uh, sorry, sorry. We we wash while you work, and we would yeah. go to Skyrise places in Tulsa. They were only about twelve stories, so you know Skyrise yeah. in Tulsa is not big. Yeah. Uh, and while they were working, that was the idea. That yeah. We would come and we would just yeah. set up shop. So we're right there with you, man. That's yeah. that's yeah. I love it. Yeah, but on the other side, there's consumers that love detailing their vehicle. It's part of the ownership and pride of ownership of, of doing their vehicle. Like I'll give you an example. I ride motorcycles, love motorcycles, dude. They're the freaking best. And every time I do maintenance on my motorcycle, which like I just did yesterday, I do all the maintenance myself. So I check all the tire pressure. I check all the chain alignment. I clean the chain. I adjust That's the crazy. chain and, and I make sure, and I, I check all, all the, the unit and make sure it's ready to ride. In that process, I wash the bike. Right. It's part of the deal. I, I, I adjust the chain, I clean the chain, I wash the bike. It's part of the process. It even says in there, right? And right. Um, uh, it's a lot of people like myself and the consumers out there, it's part of the process, like with your car. You're supposed to check your tire pressure every um, you know, every week. You're supposed, in the owner's manual of your car, it says you're supposed to check your oil every other time you fill up your gas. 
Right. At least in at least in, in, in a lot of the owner manuals that yeah. I've read, you know, I don't, I mean? I've never done that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Exactly. A lot, a lot of people don't follow the owner's manual, but there are people out there that really like the methodology of yeah. the detailing process of taking care. Of, and and the thing about detailing and fitness is you it detailing does take a lot of time and it's a shitload of work. And, yep. and, and I'll tell you, the first time I did like a major detail that was like two, three days, I was pooped afterwards. Oh, and yeah. I remember I was like, and, and so, oh, and so that's my, and that's my point though. I, I think you're, I think we're saying the same thing in a yeah, different I think so. manner. Yeah. And here's, and, know, this is, and, and somebody, but the, here's the deal. We are, we have the, we have the numbers. Yeah. You may like doing that. Mm-hmm. Okay. For your bike. Yeah. If you go to a bar with a, with a hundred bikes, 99 of them aren't going to be like you. Correct. Yeah. Th- this correct. is where the numbers don't add up. We sold yeah, $14 billion in chemicals to the DIY market. Correct. How are 3% of cars in great condition? That doesn't make sense. So here's what we do know. It's because they go we, through car washes, Nick. This is, yeah. and this, and there this, we go. And, we got to throw in the this, car washes. Yeah. We got to shit and on this, them now, man. And this Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead, Nick. Sorry. This is where it gets so yeah. interesting. I, w- I want to tell go this ahead. to Nick before he goes on. Yeah. And everybody listen to this. I love detailing my car, but I got like five cars. I can't yep. wash them all. Okay. 100%. But. If I knew a detailer right now that would give me a great price on detailing, that would come and wash my cars every week and wouldn't fuck up my shit, excuse me, and 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 would keep my yep. stuff looking good at a great price and save me time, I 100% would pay them right now to come yep. and do it. But I don't know any professional that could offer those things that could give me a great price and come to my house every week and and not mess up my car it's either they could come every week and they could mess up my car or they're going to not mess up my car come every week give me a horrible price it's like yep. it's, it's real and i do this to some people sometimes i tell people if they're a mobile detailer and they come to my shop i tell them hey can you wash my car for me and they'll say okay and i and they're like well how much you want to spend no 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 just wash the car and then tell me how much you want to charge me later and usually after they're done they give me a horrible price or yeah, or, and, or they do a horrible job and i'm like yeah but you. so so here so here's what it comes down to and this is why this is a great topic and this is why the chemical brands are sort of at odds with with what we do because you're trying to tell DIYers who we know aren't going to spend the time necessary and i mean week in and week out they may detail their car every now and then. I believe that that happens all over the country. The problem is if you live in Tulsa, if you live in Vegas, even if you live, I lived in Southern California for five years. If you actually live close to the water, you got to wash your car and keep it detailed more than anybody. Hell yeah. If you, yeah, yeah. If you actually live where you want to live in California, yeah. okay, you have to detail your cars consistently. Yeah, and so yeah. one of the things that, that I just want to get across because you know, we, I have two chemical brands on here and, and everybody sells to the DIY. And we had this big SEMA 360 podcast that people are talking about with other big brands is it sounds great, but you're selling chemicals to people that we know statistically aren't going to use the products correctly, aren't going to actually do it consistently and aren't going to produce results on their car. And so to me, everyone loses everyone loses because those people most of the time don't come back and buy more chemicals. Okay. It's a one-time sale for a lot of these brands, even if they don't want to admit it. And the professional loses because we're not out there actually telling the truth on the scale that these other brands like Griot's and Adams are doing on social media. And yeah. so what happens is the consumer is really the loser here. Now, because what, the cons- now, 
what was said in the 360 podcast? Because because this is super important because right now, nobody in this podcast is getting paid at all. We're getting no. paid, but everybody that was on the 360 podcast paid money to be on that. Yeah. Right. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't right? know. That. They had to because they wouldn't call Greg Masterson to be on a SEMA podcast. Cause number one, I think SEMA is a ripoff and, and, and they would want me to pay for it because I guarantee you if SEMA called me, yeah, Greg, Hey, we can get you on this SEMA 360 podcast. So many people are going to listen to it. Well, it was just charge you. This the conversation was about, it was about their brands and what they've done and okay. who their market is and you know, why they go and perform the business that they do. Mm -hmm. you know, the, it was a piece of the puzzle that I pulled out personally that when I, you know, and I put out a podcast last week of just overlooking the, the, the way that I was seeing the conversation. So mm -hmm. it wasn't by any means a negative dart at any company. It was literally no. just a, an overview of what I see in the industry um, and how that division has happened. Um, one of my examples was, I, I know that, you know, and you're, you're one of many. And like I said, I understand the model. We have detailers. I call myself the side bitch of the industry. <laughs> we share, we share, you know, storage, we share shelves, we share, you know, point of sale material space on, on, on with everybody else. So mm -hmm. I, I, I don't ever try and put away or push down any other brands. Mm -hmm. It was more of just a dialogue, you know, an, an idea of what I've seen. It's a lot of our, you know, people that we share with, they have right people that they sell out of their front of your shop right mm -hmm. no worries I, i'm not it's never a, a knock on the idea but yeah. it's more of a understanding the philosophy behind it and yeah. and the, the the comments that were made were just you know their views of the industry uh yeah. you know 80 percent all yeah. diy 20 percent you know uh, yeah and, and here and, and greg here was the podcast i mean let's sum it up is that essentially with the internet and YouTube in particular, mm -hmm. and with the way that they're manufacturing their chemicals, mm -hmm. there's no reason for somebody to really go and pay a detailer the kind of prices that it costs to pay a detailer to do the services. Okay. Because and, now and our chemicals are at a level. Who Did that you pull that out from it or did, did, did they say that? No, like I said, this was my opinion, my views oh, okay. of, of listening okay. to yeah. what they had to say. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, know. but there was a specific comment that of what I just said. Oh. There was a specific exact comment about with the internet and with the level oh, of their chemicals. True. That is true. Okay. okay. That the there's no reason for a car owner to go pay a detailer the kind of money it takes because the labor is so expensive. And so that was a specific comment. That is true. The, that was this this is not pulled out of context. That's ex exactly the comment. And it's completely a lie. It's an absolute lie because the chemicals can keep getting better and keep getting better. And you can tell me all about the chemicals, but if the process is not there, which you've discussed, okay. And they use the product incorrectly. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what product and how great it is. If it's not used properly, it doesn't matter. But sure. secondarily, they're not going to actually take the time most of the time to detail their car because the time is what everybody has to sacrifice. And that was left out of the conversation. So, yeah. so, so with, with the idea of that issue, Right. Then we talked about the ceramic coating scam with thousand dollars, two thousand, four thousand dollars. Right. So you then you've got the, the pro detailer in the middle. Right. Yep. He, yeah. He's going to have to share space with the DIY and the, the, the prosumer, if we want to call it. He's going to have to share space with 
trying to charge astronomical amounts of money. Uh-huh. And then he, you've got this small little section starting to really get toned down. So do you guys feel that the professional detailing market might possibly be in trouble running out of customer space? Yeah, well, the, re- the reason I feel like the, the professional market is going to take a hit, I've been saying this for actually like a couple of years now, is because a lot of these professional businesses, they, they are offering their whole services as ceramic coating. They're like, my whole business is I only install ceramic coating. Yeah. And you're and, and you're forgetting weight. So you don't do any washes, maintenance, right. interior detailing. Mm-hmm. You don't do any of that. You only do ceramic coating. Every business that has ever said that, and I've seen that has gone out of business within three years. And, yep. and, it, and it goes into that factor. 90% of businesses go out of business in the first three years. And you see it yep. because of that. It's because yeah, they, they weren't detailers. They wanted to be ceramic coating installers. And what happens when ceramic coating goes away? What happens when graphene... Right. So, so, so is the professional detailer in trouble? Is that market starting to really dwindle down because they're no, getting hit on both I, sides? I don't believe it is, but smart professional detailers will, will still keep selling their services and keep growing their business yeah. considerably yeah. Uh, forever. But do you think you have to be smarter? You know, you said you, you owned a business and I'm guessing this was, you know, years ago, a few years ago. I feel like as a detailer now, you got to be smarter than ever. And now the weak really get exposed pretty quick. Um, yeah. Things happen at a much much faster pace yeah. where if you align with the wrong chemical brand, if you go all in on something or some tool, or you think something's going to save your business and it's not sound kind of, honestly, the kind of detailing you're talking about, Greg, to be honest, is really an old school mentality. Hey, if, if somebody wants an interior detail, I'm doing it. If somebody just yeah. wants a simple wash and wax, I'm doing it. Yeah, if somebody wants it, a one-step paint correction, I, I mean, we're talking all this new age stuff and, and all of your marketing ideas, which we can't thank you enough for. Do you think detailing is really made more money thinking old school than these guys that are trying to always sell $3,000 coatings? Uh, yeah, by far. I, I, tell, I tell this is that I would rather be me as a person, I like, I, I've studied sales and how to sell things. Okay. And I could sell one item for a million dollars, or I could sell a million items for $1. I'd rather choose the million dollar, uh, the million items at $1 every single day of the week. I'd way rather sell those. I'll sell way more of them. I'll probably even meet that because these, 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 um, ceramic coating installers, they're relying on a small niche of crowd that might disappear or they might not. But there's always people that need washes every single day. And you want to get, like I said, how, what are the ways you grow your business? You grow it by increase the amount of customers, increasing the frequency of customer purchase, and increasing the amount of sales per each purchase. So how do you do that with ceramic coatings? Well, you can't increase the frequency because they're coming once to you and they're never coming back again. <laughs> so you're <laughs> fucked on that one. And then yeah. the second one is increasing the um, the amount of purchases that they purchase, the amount of you know times or the amount of customers. Well, you can improve the amount of customers, yeah, but they're only gonna come one time. So you're kind of messing that one. And then increasing the amount of items that you're gonna sell for them. You're selling them the coding, you're maxed out. Yeah. You can't yeah. sell them any, you can't sell them anything more. You know, you told them it's coding. And then this is the one thing about the coding scam. You know, somebody today, 
I posted, there's all these coatings. This is what bothers me about the ceramic coating. And anybody listen, maybe can understand is that the ceramic coating industry is making these outrageous claims like, like that uh, these are scratch resistant coatings. They last five years. They last 10 years. They're all resistant. And then one of the, the biggest detailing accounts on TikTok today, who's all about ceramic coatings. He's like 20 and he, he worked for ceramic coating companies and he said, I'm going to make a video reinstalling my ceramic coating. What? Like if you installed it once, shouldn't it have been good to go? Why are you installing it a second time? Oh, well, it micro marred because somebody wiped my, my car wrong with a towel in a spot. Wait, aren't these coatings supposed to be like scratch resistant? 100%. And, and, and why should we have to take them you off? You can hit it with a cigarette lighter. Why does it? Yes. All of them. Why does a certain towel scratch? So yeah. let's, you know, we're Greg, we're really about practical for the guys. You know, like you said, we have a lot of business owners. So here's the reality for our ceramic coating business. If we install a ceramic coating, you have to sign up for one year of maintenance services. I like that. Where, where we come to your home or office, whatever's best for you. And we maintain the coating and we actually don't sell people that because you install a, a ceramic coating, a, we don't really sell warranties. We'll warranty the product if there's something wrong with it, because it's not worth even having that conversation. Uh, but secondly, you know, the big thing for us is we don't sell that, that ceramic coatings magically mean you never have to wash your car again. Yeah. Um, that's the other scam is all oh, ceramic coatings mean you don't ever have to wash your car. That's not true. We want to keep your car looking in tip-top shape. For the guys out there, if you're installing ceramic coating, the easiest thing to do is install the ceramic coating, make people sign up for your maintenance plan. Uh, if it's not a daily driver, we'll allow people to be on bi-weekly. But if it's a daily driver, it's a weekly maintenance program. And let me tell you, we don't sell anything outrageous other than saying ceramic coating is the best protection product that we can put on your car. It's not a magical product. Yeah. It's no different than wax and seal and it just lasts a little longer. Yeah, and yeah. so this is the issue that I run into all the time is trying to tell young guys, stop worrying about what the ceramic coating company tells you and start building a business. And the business is to put the coating in and then service the coating. Yeah. That's yeah. The bottom line. Yeah. Yeah. Because I guarantee you, I, I mean, I, like, I mean, I'll just use the company ceramic pro because there's a lot of like, like no joke. There's a lot of ceramic. Hey, we're in detailing pros. for money together. Yeah. We're in those. Yeah. I, yeah I mean, so, I, I totally, so there's I a love lot. the comments that you make and you come out and you, you <laughs> bet. Like, I think it's super funny. Well, I mean, it's, I just try to keep it real on, yeah. on a lot of these things. And so anyways, there's a lot of ceramic pro installers out there um, in my area. Like if I go around myself, there's like five ceramic pro installers. But if I call all those installers, which I have and asked for prices for my own personal car, they all give me four different prices. One was 800, 1500, 1200. One was 550, all for the same car, same service. Why is there so much of a variance on selling the same product? You know, and uh, you know, how do you, how do you regulate that variance? It's, it's too much, uh, you know, problem. And then, and then you have people like, like there's a, a gas station up this, there's like a gas station, like a, like a shell gas station with like one of those like little tiny, like automotive repairs that you wouldn't trust to change your oil. They're a <laughs> ceramic coating installer. So, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't, so, so I'm not trusting them to change my oil, but I'm trusting them to install a couple thousand dollar coating on there. You also Bingo. mentioned car washes. I mean, you can now go to, which I, I talked about years ago, uh, you know, as I went around to car wash expos. I mean, our company still sells to, you know, car washes. I have in the past owned car washes. So uh, I, I saw that early coming 
guys, the, the, the amount of cars that are going to get ceramic coated through a car wash are just insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and just so a sure here number. we are. I mean, I, a, I mean, I said more it. of a dwindling professional market. Um, I, I want to go. I want to go and move over to a, a question, and we we should probably kind of uh, tone it down. You know, kind of head it towards the end and kind of close it down. Um, you know, I want to respect both your time. Um, what, Greg? If if we're thinking marketing for a detailer, um, and when you're thinking, and I'm professional, right? A professional detailer. How much time percentage on which social platforms do you recommend that they spend? Um, I feel like they should diversify their time equally over all platforms, but you need to move with where your, where your um, uh, marketing is going. I'll give you an example, right? Okay. I love it. Um, uh, uh, I would say Chemical Guys sells more products than, than Masterson's Car Care. They sell in Walmart. So of course, I don't sell in Walmart. People always ask me, Greg, why don't you sell in Walmart? Because I just don't like Walmart as a store. <laughs> I just, I, I don't like their customers. I don't like the, the shopping experience. It's just, I don't like it. And I don't want my products in a shitty store. <laughs> so I want to sell directly online on a great place like Amazon. But uh, the thing about that is, is that Chemical Guys only has 6,000 followers on TikTok. I have 70,000 followers on TikTok. And they've had a TikTok longer than I've had a TikTok. Why? It's because Chemical Guys was investing their time into something else. And all those other companies, they're investing their time into something else. Like McGuire's invests all their time into television <laughs> and, 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 and television commercials. And then Chemical Guys invests all their time into Instagram. Well, I, 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 I think Instagram is going to be dead in the next like year. So I just, I kind of abandoned all, all, all run on Instagram. And I just put all my time into TikTok and my TikTok account grew and we found a lot of customers and a lot of fans uh, of Masters Car Care through TikTok. We no, I understand that from yeah. Masterson. So I guess, let me ask it to Nick. So as a professional, uh, what do you recommend as percentage on which platforms and where they should spend their time? Uh, I would go yeah, like, well, right now yeah, I go well, at least 50% TikTok. Yeah, and I, right and I would okay. say this. I would say this, you can invest your time, however you see fit, you know, and Greg is, is, is obviously using those platforms much more than a local detailer. Uh, so I would trust him on that, but you also have to be able to say, okay, I've spent six months on this. How many sales have I gotten? What I find is, is that I have no problem with people investing time as business owners. That's what we do, right? We take risk. We invest time in things. We hope it pays off. The issue becomes guys spent seven years on Instagram and got one detail out of it. Well, wait a minute. Now you, you've wasted seven years. You should know pretty quickly if you can return customers to your business. I've told people this. The Google al algorithm is overwhelmingly friendly to Google products. So if you don't have Google My Business over Yelp on where you spend your time, you're losing because yeah. Google doesn't care about Yelp. They don't yeah. own Yelp. They own Google My Business. And so I told this on the podcast before, Google My Business is a social platform, mm -hmm. okay? Two people are looking at Instagram and TikTok and then they'll go to Yelp. Well, mm -hmm. wait a minute, you skipped the biggest algorithm in the world, which was Google. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, so, I, tell lot, I tell a lot of people that, yeah. So, and, and, and it's very important, I tell people with business, like you're talking about Google, is this is the one thing I tell people with business, is you have to ask to leave reviews, Nobody's going to leave you a good review just out of nowhere. <laughs> hey, 100%. I, I had a great time at this place. No <laughs> way. You, we literally need to ask every single person, can you leave me a review? Just like if you go out, it's like if you go out with a girl, 
if you don't tell the girl, call me, she ain't going to call you. She's going to forget. She's like, oh, I'm going to call, or I'm going to call you tomorrow. It's dating yeah. and detailing. It's like the same. It's all about the yeah. follow-up, calling the next day, yeah, so, your number. <laughs> so for me, Marty, it's, I think you can invest time on all of them equally, but you got to be able to understand if I'm not getting a return, you got to put it, you got to cut it off. Yeah. <clears throat> As a business owner, you can't just waste time, 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 time. It's not going to just magically pay off 10 years later. That's the big, biggest fallacy in business. Well, if I just put in all this time, 10 years later, it's going to pay off. As a local service business, if it's not paying off pretty quickly, stop doing it. Because a local service business is not Nike. Correct. It's not Masterson's. Masterson's is, is, is trying to figure out all these different marketplaces. Yeah. Your local market, you should be able to move the needle on a service business instantaneously. Yeah. Now this is, this is something that's so cool about detailing that there's no other detailing business in the world or no, no other business in the world. That's why I, I, I love this business. My family makes other chemicals. I make chemicals for cars because of this. Do you guys both know who Paul Dalton is? Yeah, I do. Okay. I know Paul. Okay. Paul Dalton back in 2000. You don't know, know who Paul Dalton, do you know who Paul Dalton is, Marshall? Hmm. Marty, do you know Paul I don't, Dalton? I don't know him. Huh? Okay. Okay. Paul Dalton was at one time the world's most famous detailer, okay? And right now, you don't even know. You're like, who's that, right? Yeah. Well, back in 2000... Remember, I'm from Oklahoma. We just well, got the internet <laughs> pre-corona, like yeah, late so, last year, man, or else I wouldn't even known to wear a mask. It'd be crazy. Paul Dalton was the world's most expensive detailer, okay? And he was charging like $10,000 for a detail using like his like hundred step car wash. Okay. Wow. You can watch this on fifth gear. You can Google Paul Dalton fifth gear. Anyways, Paul Dalton was just a local detailer in, in the UK and through marketing and through the video, you know, the exposure that he got through this video, people wanted to fly him around the world to detail his cars. His business was called miracle detail. Yep. Uh, and, and his business got so famous worldwide that they wanted to open a miracle detail Shanghai and they were almost ready to do it. And it was almost ready to build, but it was just, it, it, it just, something happened with the brand or, or whatever. It just, it didn't, it fell through something like that, but it just goes to show you that detailing, if you, you, if you're, if you're washing cars, um, detailer, uh, somebody around the world will, will find you and will maybe want them to detail your cars because they, they, yeah. tr they trust you with your cars. It's like these guys who cut hair and they cut hair on, on TikTok and, and Instagram. These rappers, they find that guy on TikTok. They're like, I want that guy to cut my hair. And they call him up and they fly them. Come cut yeah. my hair. I'm on tour. Can you cut me yeah. my hair? I'm in, I'm in Florida. And, and then they become like their personal barber. And it's the same thing like with that, with detailing you, a detailer could become, you know, um, uh, uh, Seinfeld, Jerry Seinfeld, personal detailer. You well, know? I mean, there yeah. are, there are nomad detailers, yeah. you know, uh, a good friend of ours, Sarah Coleman, you know, her, her business in Florida was designed to be nomadic to where she just traveled around. So yeah. the opportunities of the internet have definitely paved way for a new different style of detailing. And you're right. I mean, the opportunities that you could put a TikTok out and go get calls and go around the country is hundred percent. We've never, we've never seen that opportunity before. Yep. When we were all first growing our businesses, I've used the illustration. We used to have this get this big giant book out that was about <laughs> this big, about that thick. And one side was yellow and one side was white. And first you had to figure out which side you were supposed to go to. And then this one had like, I mean, it was just really confusing. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now we've got so many more opportunities as detailers. Uh, and so I'm going to close with this, guys. Thank you so much for, for both taking your time to come on. Um, Greg, I mean, an hour and 40 minutes of your time. I, I really do appreciate uh, what you gave out to the community. Uh, thank you for opening up uh, and, and discussing, you know, uh, who you are and where you've been and, and, and your views of the industry. Nick, as always, uh, for, you know, the, the investment that you put in and uh, to hear it, it from somebody that, that runs their business different than a lot of other people and have been in business for a long time, I, you know, it's a lot of great insight. Um, I, I would say overall, you know, in my closing thoughts, I would say that I think the, the, the thing to learn about Greg and the way you do things is you're very transparent. Uh, you're very much uh, out. You're very much, here's who I am as a brand. Here's what we represent. You know, you have a true purpose. And while some detailers might agree or disagree with your philosophies, you typically just don't care. And you stick to your brand and your purpose. And I think that's a great thing for detailers to understand, right? You go out all over the place. And when I say that, I mean all over the place socially. Um, I'm okay with detailers going all over the place socially, understanding and respect to the amount of time that they're spending, and then making sure that when they go out there, it's going out into their own local, right? What I see from Greg that I think is a very good thing for detailers to learn is Greg as a brand, a chemical brand is going into a group that has his customer base possibilities there. Doesn't know that those guys would use his product or gals, but he's there farming, he's fishing, he's throwing out stuff to get discussions. Now, whether or not you do it in the same format, that doesn't matter, right? That's his own style, that's his own purpose, that's his own agenda. For you as your own company, as a detailer, going into a local market Facebook group and interacting, not just asking for, hey, I got a detail, who wants to detail? But when somebody gives out a question about plumbing, offer a suggestion. When somebody gives us, you know, hey, I've got a kid that's sick. Well, you know, you might ought to interject and say, we really feel for you on that. You know, our kids earlier were sick. Just having some type of dialogue as what we call top of mind awareness really affects what you could do as a local detailer. And there could be thousands of people that get these one-shot opportunities to go around the country. But for you wanting to put, you know, we've had people that on the podcast, like, Hey, I got kids over here with diapers, right? I, yep. We've had people that are going, Hey, we're not sure how we're going to do this. Or we got people that are going, there's all kinds of different detailers and the way they run their business. The aspect to take from you, Greg, which I think is, uh, is amazing is put yourself out there, Make sure that you get out in front of as much people as you can, but to put it out in your own purpose and your own plan and your own way and interact with people. Interaction is very key. So Greg, man, I, I thank you for your time. I think for the way you do it. And I think it's a great lesson for the community to learn. So uh, I really appreciate you guys, man. I really do. Thank you. Thank you very right. much, Marty. Appreciate you having me on the podcast. It was an amazing experience. Yeah, you're yeah. welcome. Thanks guys. Great. Have a Thanks, great night. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Very much. All you right. guys have a great night. Thank All right, brother. See you. All right, episode is over. Go leave a review, share the value, be a part of community. Ooh.